You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you post hunting photos on Instagram, they get censored. When you post on Go Wild, you get virtual fist bumps from fellow hunters. When you buy gear on Amazon, you gas up a billionaire spaceship. When you buy gear on Go Wild, we donate to a camp that teaches kids to hunt, fish, and shoot. See the difference? Go Wild is a free social community built by hunters for hunters. Join today at DownloadGoWild.com, and I'll give you 10 bucks just for setting up your account. And you'll keep unlocking Go Wild rewards as you share content, because guess what? We like hunting pictures. Join at DownloadGoWild.com or in the App Store. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Podcast, where you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight, because here we go. Well, folks, we're back to the regular old uh, normal intro this week. No more final countdown. Hunt season already started. It's no longer special. We're just moving on now. Uh, not really. Actually, my season has not started. As I mentioned, I have not gotten in the stand yet. I was in Idaho over opening weekend. Would not have traded it. It was a great time. I loved seeing all my old friends, and I just love being in the mountains. It was awesome. I uh, did not get to hunt anything. I actually ended up not even being able to fish um, with... Everything that was going on before I left, I uh, ended up not having a fishing pole short enough to fit into my suitcase and was not able to go buy one that would work. And so I didn't get to do any of that, but I did get to do some hiking. Uh, a couple buddies and I, we hiked out to a, a hot springs that was really cool. We had to walk across a river that was freezing cold, absolutely freezing cold. And uh, maybe I'll tell the whole story some other time, but long story short, we, we had to like find the hot springs. like We didn't really know where it was. And so we crossed the river, couldn't find it, crossed back. We then got some better directions, and so we crossed the river again, found it, enjoyed the hot springs, but then had to cross back. So ended up crossing a river, a very cold mountain river, four times barefoot. So so yeah, that was pretty much my weekend. Um, but man, I have seen so many bucks that have fallen uh, Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff, just social media. Uh, text messages and everything. Uh, some of you guys sent me your harvest, 
it's been which was also that was awesome to see and uh and yeah and so it looks like like i'm almost kind of shocked because i've i've told you guys like i am not a good you know early season hunter especially opening weekend and i have been absolutely shocked by how many people got it done uh in the first you know couple days of the season so congratulations to you guys nice work again hit me up and let's do a podcast about it because it's obviously something that i need to work on so so yeah um i I really don't have that much to talk about in my intro because i haven't really gotten to do anything i've been insanely busy um like i said just went to idaho for one wedding i have another wedding this week on thursday and then i have another wedding the following week on friday um i am going to get out i think at least once uh this coming weekend and so, yeah, I'm I'm still kind of waiting on deer season to to kick in for me. Like, it, it feels like it's here, but since I haven't actually got to go, it kind of doesn't feel like it's here. And uh, and it's kind of weird for me to not, even if I haven't hunted in the past, I've usually at least kind of like been around it, like had the option to hunt, and maybe I've just chosen not to because of the conditions or whatever. But this time I didn't even have the option, and it was a little weird. Um, so yeah, but. Anyway, enough about that. Um, like I said, I don't really have much of an intro, so we're going to kind of just jump in this week. Um, if any of you remember Craig Griffith of Oklahoma Bowhunter a few weeks ago, we are actually going to be talking to his older brother, Kyle, this week. And so Kyle's with us. Um, he is also a chiropractor, but and he'll talk about this some more. He he likes to specialize in in kind of the healing portion. He works with athletes and stuff around Oklahoma City, and so again, I won't ruin it because he can explain it a whole lot better than I. But it's a really cool kind of two part podcast because uh, he did have some success. I'm not sure if I said that or not. Uh, he killed. He was able to kill a really really nice buck opening day. And so this kind of turns into a two-parter. We got the story of his kill, and then we kind of switch gears and go into just kind of the health stuff. And man, stick around for that, because the whole time I was listening to him talk, I was just like, yep, yep, that's me. And so super interesting stuff. And it's just a great way, or I mean, just very informative to keep yourself healthy and keep yourself bow hunting for a long time to come. And uh, and also, I mean, he does a great job of kind of encouraging you. Like, let's say you've had some kind of shoulder injury or something, and maybe you're not able to bow hunt anymore. Man, give this guy a call because, uh, like I said, that's kind of what he enjoys. He likes helping people get back to their normal way of life. So I hope you guys are excited for this two-parter. Um, well, it's one podcast, but kind of two halves shoved into one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to pretty much wrap it up for me. Like I said, I hope to get out this weekend. At the very least, I have a bunch of hogs I need to go destroy because they are terrorizing my feeders. And so at the very least, I'll, at the very least, I'll be killing some hogs this weekend. So, yeah, that's going to do it for me. And uh, so with that being said... Here is my interview with Kyle Griffith. Hey everybody, welcome to the show today, and today we're talking to Kyle Griffith. How you doing, Kyle? Doing great, John. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, and I'm going to do my best to call you Kyle and not Craig. Uh, for those of you listening, <laughs> we had Craig on a few weeks ago, the uh, Oklahoma Bowhunter uh, episode, and today we are talking to his brother, Kyle. Um, now, uh, Kyle, are you the older or younger than Craig? I am the older. Uh, he's he's taller and hairier, but uh, I'm, I'm the older one. So. All right, we'll we'll go with older and wiser then. In that case, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle. Before we uh, before we deep dive, why don't you give everybody just a quick little rundown? Uh, who you are, where you're from, what you do for a living? Yeah, I am. 
I'm a licensed chiropractor here in the state of Oklahoma. I have a uh, a business in Oklahoma City where it's it's performance based. Do a lot of work with athletes and that type of rehab and performance type therapy. Uh, grew up in Chickasha, Oklahoma, so always been kind of an outdoors country boy. Uh, grew up about eight to ten miles southwest of uh, Chickasha, and so yeah, that's that's a brief summary of who i am i guess mm-hmm. awesome and this podcast we're gonna go kind of two different directions um so you know I, I actually saw your a photo of your buck that you got i believe opening day uh on the oklahoma bow hunter uh website or uh, facebook page and uh i texted your brother and was like hey man he already beat you but <laughs> if it's okay i'd love to talk to him <laughs> about it and uh and you were willing but then you know once i got to talking to you guys i found out that you you have a passion for just kind of basically helping people heal, you know, helping them heal from injuries and stuff like that. And so we're going to kind of do this as a two-part podcast. And and first, we're going to go into your story of your buck, and then you're going to give some people some tips on just things that they can do to, you know, recover from injuries, uh, help themselves out, you know, I guess specifically probably shoulder injuries, you know, being able to shoot a bow and stuff like that. So if that's all right with you, Kyle, we're going to go ahead and jump in. Sounds great. Okay. So, like I said, we're going to start with the deer story here. So, um, so just basically kick us off from the beginning. I'm going to kind of hand the reins to you. Um, tell us about this deer that you killed this year. Yeah, you bet. Um, so, basically, as you mentioned, my brother Craig. So, me and my brother Craig, we uh, uh, have a cousin and uncle. And we have some family lands. So we've got private, private hunting land property in Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, this year we, we didn't, we didn't have a chance to get out there as much as we normally did, but we still, we still got out there. We got some cameras running, you know, we always like to just create a hit list, you know, that way you don't get caught off guard when you see the buck. Cause we try to manage it and we're and our goals out there to kind of just let, let the mature bucks get a little older and we try to let the young ones grow as much as we can. And so, we put a few cams out this year. We, we started to uh, identify some bucks. And, you know, typically we'll, we'll, we're looking for them to be four and a half and up if possible. And so we, we tried to – that's kind of some of our criteria there is just looking for the mature bucks. And <clears throat> the stand location that I was going to hunt opening day, we had a bachelor group of bucks that were coming in. I mean, the first week of October there, or last week of September, they were kind of moving in there every evening. Mm-hmm. And so we have this deep, deep woods there that we hunted last year and had some pretty good success. My cousin had actually killed a pretty nice mature buck in that same area last year. But the stand location was, when we'd go in there, it, it seemed to be just deep enough to where we would kind of push these deer out. They were kind of bedding, bedding close to where the stand was. So my brother and I, uh, a week prior to the season open, we decided to put one a little closer to the tree line. That way you could sneak in there without, you know, messing them up so much and pushing them out when we went in there. So, so opening day, I uh, had this buck on the hit list. He was coming in, he was mature. And uh, I elected not to hunt the morning because 
number one, I just kind of felt like, okay, I need to go work, treat some patients, and then I'll get out there and hunt in the evening. <laughs> it, al- two, it always stinks when opening day is a weekday. Uh, yeah, you know, you kind of have to, you, you pick and choose your battles, and you're like, you know what, I think maybe I'll save it for November when I get out there a little bit more in this work. But anyway, I, uh, you know, and then part of me was the buck was, the patterning was, you, you know, anytime you're going in the mornings, it's it's sometimes you're afraid they're going to be there when you get there and you might push them out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as a hunter, you make mistakes and you, you learn from those mistakes. And so you try not to, to do, do what you've done in the past. And so part of me was also thinking, okay, he could be in there in the morning and I could push him out. Or I know he's coming in later, later in the evening before dark maybe I could sneak in, you know, that evening without him, him knowing I'm there. And so I decided to go with that strategy. I uh, had the perfect win for it. So we hung that new stand, put it closer to the edge of the tree line. So I wouldn't go in there and push all the deer out when I went in there. And, you know, we put up the stand and I got in the stand and we kind of used an old ladder stand for about, uh, for the stand to get up and then we put a little uh hang on to, to to climb into to be the primary stand so i'm getting in there it's about four o'clock on friday and climb into the stand get there everything's looking perfect i didn't push any deer out and sit down in the tree that i'm in man, it's covered with ants oh, man. <laughs> and i'm just i'm just like oh man you know that's that's the I think that's probably why some people don't like to hunt early season mm-hmm. is just because of the bugs, you know, if we haven't had a cold yet. So I'm sitting there, it's four o'clock. Um, I'm sitting in this tree covered with ants and I, I about start to pack up because I'm going to go into the previous stand that we had before mm-hmm. because I thought, man, I'm not going to sit here and have ants crawling all <laughs> over me. <laughs> so, and then I thought, you know what? You know, my, my chances are better. I haven't put, he doesn't know that I'm here. I'm going to stay put. So what I did is I climbed off of the hang on and I decided to just stand on the ladder stand because that way I wasn't touching the tree. And I thought, man, my chances are good. Uh, he's coming in. I don't want to mess this thing up. Just man up, tough it out and just stand here. And I actually, once I kind of stood behind the tree, I kind of thought, man, I'm even more covered now you know, these guys aren't going to, you know, they're not even going to know I'm here. You know, I was, uh, the, the hang on was on the front of the tree. So I was a little bit more exposed. So anyway, I convinced myself to stay there and man is probably about five fifteen. I only had to stand there for about an hour and 15 minutes and start getting some movement coming in. Little buck came out first. Um, and then a buck a little bit bigger than him. And then two of the two of the bigger deer actually two of them were mature i was i was actually uh gonna take my pick on on the two bucks but there was one that was a little bit bigger than one that i ended up killing that i really had my thoughts on so it seems like you know it seemed like an hour but it was probably only five or ten minutes before they came in right in front of me and man i had six does to the right of me moving in i had these four bucks literally probably 12 yards underneath me and i guess the stars aligned whatever and no no eyes were on me out of all those deer and i was able to draw back and execute a perfect shot on this deer it's probably one of the best shots i've ever had 
nice. uh, on a deer because you know how that goes. <laughs> Bow hunter, man. It's just, uh, unfortunately, you have your highs and lows there. So, so I just stayed focused and, man, felt blessed. Everything came together and uh, put a good shot on him. And it was a quick death, probably a quicker death than any rifle shot I've ever had. So it was it was amazing hunt and feel blessed. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. Awesome, man. I, I don't know so, if I've ever had a – a true bachelor group come in. Like, I feel like where I hunt they're they've already dispersed and kind of broken up. And, you know, I've had more than what one buck come in before, but you know, one will come from the left, one will come from the right or whatever. Um, so that, yeah. man, that sounds really cool. It's, it, it's neat and interesting that they were still bunched up like that. Yeah. I mean, they were, you know, it was really cool because they, you could just tell they were, they were so comfortable uh, you know, cause it was early season. They, they had no idea I was there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that was the coolest part was just being able to watch them in their element. You know, they weren't spooked yet. They weren't, um, yeah, they came in together just like we had seen on the cameras. And, uh, so I was glad that I, I stayed in that spot, uh, because uh, if I would have moved, I could have run the risk of pushing them out of there. And mm-hmm. so it just, just came together, man. It was, it was, it was awesome. And then being able to, you know, there's not very many evening hunts you go on where you get to recover the deer while there's still daylight out. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was, that was a plus too. Uh-huh. So that's, yeah, that's it was cool, awesome, man. man. First sit, best sit, right? That's what they say, you know, <laughs> so you kind of, you kind of want to do your best to not, not screw things up. So, mm-hmm. uh, Anyway, so yeah, yeah, so that's kind of what I was relying on there, and it, it, it worked out. Awesome, awesome. And you left one for your brother, right? Yeah, I think we might even actually have um, a couple more in there, two or three more that we've we've kind of got on the radar. So, mm-hmm. yep, cool. he's got he's got some more. We got some more to chase. <laughs> and then, awesome, awesome. So. Well, cool, man. Well, that timed out perfectly. Um, and uh, like I said, you know, we're going to do two parts here, and and uh, I'll, I'll try to lead you as best as possible. But, man, I really just kind of want to let you <laughs> roll with this next part. Um, why don't you, kind of before we get started, why don't you dive in a little bit deeper and kind of, you know, what you do and how you help people, and then just take it on from there. Yeah, well, you know, really, it's, it's I think with healthcare what I've learned, you know, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now and, you know, I've kind of changed my model to where I can really just sit down and listen to people and let them tell me their story. Just like you're asking me to tell my story here today from a hunting perspective, you know, everybody has an injury and, um, and they don't ever really get a chance to really tell you their story and their goals. And so sometimes we medically, we just, we tend to rush people through and we kind of have an agenda and, you know, we just run them through the mill and hope that they get to feeling better with our protocols. And over the years, I realized that, you know, if I can sit down and let people tell me what's going on and and really spend more time evaluating them and putting together a customized plan, then the results are just so much better. Um, and that's what's kind of tough about talking today. I'm, I'm going to try to do my best, you know, to, to, to give advice to, I think there's some general things that people can do to help. 
but everybody has their own unique history of injury and what happened to them. So we can't put everybody in one, you know, bucket, so to speak, but I'll do my best to try to, you know, to, to help anybody out there that's looking or maybe, maybe give them a little bit of hope that they, they can, they can improve wherever they're at. So, but that's, that's kind of my, my, uh, that's kind of my model. So that's kind of what, how I'm set up currently is to where I, I spend more individual one-on-time. I spend a little bit more time with patients and then really just most people just need a plan for the, for them and they need someone to help kind of guide them and give them instruction on what they can do and uh, let them continue to make improvements. So, Gotcha. Gotcha. All righty. Sweet. Well, uh, and again, I'm kind of, you know, looking to you for a little bit of guidance here. Um, I guess kind of the two, the two things I'm looking at is, you know, maybe what are some things people can do, you know, before an injury, you know, to prevent themselves from getting injured, uh, you know, kind of talking from an archery standpoint. And then also, you know, the flip side of that is once an injury happens, what should they do afterwards? Yeah, I think that's perfect. I think uh, that'll be easy as far as, well, you know, I think going into the hunting season, you know, you you go into a bow shop around June <laughs> and, you know, you can be the only guy in there sometimes. And then you go in there August, September. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's flooded. Guys mm-hmm. are getting their bows tuned up. They're making sure everything's dialed in, you know guys are probably taking their trucks in making sure that you know their their wheels are aligned and their cars tuned up but you know what are they doing for their bodies you know what i mean what are they doing for for you know most of us uh sitting at desk all day or we have jobs when we're driving and just the you know the repetitiveness of slouching forward arms reaching forward um the postural you know positions we're in most people you know they're not doing any movements to undo what normal you know um movements we do every day we're always reaching forward we're not doing anything where we're getting the arms back behind our body uh opening the front of the chest up you know we slouch too much what that does is it kind of changes the position of your shoulder to where the muscles on the front of the shoulder become shorter and tighter. And then the muscles on the backside, the the external rotators become longer and weaker. And then the first thing we want to do is go grab our bow and we're hustling and we're getting off work and we're trying to get a few shots in and, oh man, all of a sudden you feel that shoulder pain or that sharp sting and pain. So you shut it down. We, we, we go to the doctor, get it checked out or whatnot. And, find out something a little bit more serious is going on and and then some guys just end up hanging the bow up from that point on and and they never even give themselves a chance to to pick it up again but i think what we need to do is just learn to do a little bit of maintenance on ourselves uh you know even something as simple as making sure we're drinking enough water to stay hydrated to make those muscles a little bit more pliable um do some stretching where we you know, open up the front of the body, you know, like if you're in a doorway, it's just a, a simple chest stretch or get in a corner and put your arms up 90-90 and just kind of lean into the corner and open the chest up. I mean, in the world that I'm in, there's there's a lot of things uh, that I do, and I'm, I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible because I know a lot of guys don't, won't, I'll lose them pretty quick. <laughs> 
you know, but there, there are devices out there and foam rollers and things like that that are very helpful. But in general, just being mindful and knowing that, you know, whatever position your body's been in all day, it's, it'd be good to spend a good five minutes or so before we start shooting our bow just to warm the shoulder up, even if it's just doing some some circles with our shoulder and uh, some simple stretches and, and, and just standing up and twisting your body, rotating right and left, and just get some blood flowing in the spine, um, raising the arms overhead two or three times, and, you know, just, just, just getting the body loosened up. Um, you know, and, and just realizing that, you know, it's, we can't just go from sitting at a computer or driving a car and jumping out and, and shooting the bow and expecting everything to just, to go, to go really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also not a bad idea to just even just start some sort of a light gym routine, you know, uh, I mean, I'm going to be an advocate to do that year round, but just realize as bow hunters, you know, we're, we're similar to athletes. We're similar to pitchers and throwers because we got to use one side of our body. And, uh, so you want to keep those tissues healthy. You want to keep the muscles strong. So pushing and pulling, you know, overhead, uh, in front of the body, we call that horizontal pushing and pulling. Uh, those are going to be good movements to add into your life just to keep good, good strength and balance of the shoulder. So, I don't know. Hopefully that that's a little bit helpful from a, you know, just to get people thinking, you know, to kind of get ahead of these things a little bit, not to just assume that your body's ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, we put attention on getting the bow tuned up. Just find a professional or a personal trainer or somebody in your area that can help you get your body tuned up before the season starts and mm-hmm. you, you know you're going to have a lot better results yeah you've already piqued my interest uh, so i haven't had any te- you know technical <laughs> shoulder problems but like you were talking about you know leaning forward and stuff i've had two kind of smaller injuries from that exact same thing uh one time i was actually in college it was finals week and you know i was sitting at my desk all day every day uh, for several days straight yep and uh, I actually I stood up one time and fell to the ground like like something popped or something, and uh, and I went and I was I was it, it was really it was hurting in my back, um, but I went to the doctor and they said sure enough it was actually my chest because I'd just been constricted you know leaning forward so long that they had to stretch my chest out and kind of get me correct and then another time when i was a little older I, I had a job where i was driving you know a couple hundred miles a week and same thing you know i'd have that left arm cocked forward because that was my driving uh driving yep. arm and so one side was hurting and one side wasn't and so uh yeah maybe i'm just still young enough that it hasn't you know really affected me uh with my bow shooting but i'm, I'm not going to be this young for long not long at all if you ask my wife actually so <laughs> but uh so yeah that's that's very yeah. interesting no, well, you brought up some good points there that kind of sparked some things I wanted to add because mm-hmm. as you're talking, I'm, I'm sure we can all visualize that guy driving his truck and his right elbow sitting on the console in the middle and, like mm-hmm. you said, left hands on the top of the steering wheel. You know, when you're in that position all day, every day, it, your body adapts to that. You know, the tissues adapt, the muscles get shorter, they get tighter in that position. So just in general, you know, my advice would be try to – you know, try to change positions more, sit a little bit more upright, you know, stack your body in a way that it's it's designed. Uh, you know, we all had our mothers getting on to us when we were younger. We probably didn't listen to them enough uh, to not to slouch. And, but I, I really do believe it makes a difference, you know. The more you can focus on 
sitting a little bit more upright and and moving more and stretching when we get out of the truck or whatnot that it can go a long ways man just a little bit of that you'll start to feel better um but just kind of always being in the same position it just creates imbalances and shortening of the muscles that can start to create some more joint stress down the road that if we're talking about you know prevention we've got to We've got to we've got to move more. You know, one mm-hmm. of my things that I say, everybody laughs, but I say movement is medicine, mm-hmm. and uh, motion is lotion, and movement is medicine. You know, <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep moving, and so finding ways to add movements into your day uh, can really help prevent a lot. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, good point to to what you said there. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you mentioned some good stretches. You know, using you know, walking between a door frame, stretching or a corner of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, what and you know, you talked about maybe going to the gym. But let's say somebody either maybe they don't have a gym or they're you know not going to go to a gym, don't yeah. want to pay for it, whatever. Um, what about some at home? Like I'm, you know, I'm thinking maybe like push ups, kind of stretch that chest out, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. No, I think um, yeah, good call there. I mean, I think push ups are great i mean they're a staple in my program um however if you're going to do push-ups you're going to also want to do some sort of counter pulling movement um to be honest a a great stretch slash can become a strength exercise is is hanging from a bar Mm. um you know it sounds so simple but just working on if you have access to a bar overhead bar you know, your, your door frame is not going to be strong enough in most households, but you could put, you know, you can put maybe a fifth of your body weight and hang and stretch a little bit. But, you know, if you think about it, there's a lot of people that they don't really get their arms overhead very consistently. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we were designed to do. A healthy shoulder was designed to actually hang from a bar. We were, we were kind of built to climb and I don't want to go as far as saying we're swinging um, monkeys, <laughs> but like we would climb and hang from trees, and mm-hmm. that's that's what helps the shoulder become decompressed and relieve stress. So, so I think just getting get finding a bar at your house and, and reach or in your garage and just hanging from that, you know, start with 10, 15 seconds, feel a stretch in your chest, uh, build up to. I think they say if you can if you can hang for thirty seconds, you you should have the strength to maybe attempt to pull up. So um, be careful with that. But you know, pull ups can be a great if if you have the strength to do that. That can be a great at home um, pulling exercise. But even just if you have a light dumbbell, I'm a big fan of kettlebells. Uh, just a bent over row where you put one 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 arm on a bench or the couch, and then you row with the other arm, and really. You know, when you row that, that dumbbell, you want to really pull from the shoulder blade. You know, sometimes I'll tell people, put your shoulder blade in your back pocket, meaning you really want to activate that scapula shoulder blade to go back and down. A lot of guys pull from their bicep, and it and, and then their shoulder's not really moving. So you want that whole shoulder blade to get moving. Uh, another great home shoulder stretch that I like is just to grab a belt or a little broomstick and they're called dislocates or just you know something you probably did as a kid if you picked up a broomstick you just kind of if you're holding at your waist you go all the way over your head all the way to the back of your body and then you bring it back over Uh, if that makes sense do you remember that exercise where you Mm -hmm. just kind of you go 
some people call them pass-throughs, dislocates, but you're just kind of going up and over with the bar. Mm-hmm. And you can do it with a belt. But once again, really focusing on getting the shoulder blades to move because, like I said, the shoulder blades kind of become <clears> – we <throat> slouch those shoulders and roll them forward, and we don't roll them back enough. And that's where kind of getting some movements in, at home will really help balance that. And then for general core strength, planks and things like that are, are, are a good start for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point on push-ups, a lot of times I'll just start people with what we call an elevated push-up. So just doing them from the back of the couch, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. to just to start to get some reps in mm-hmm. to where, you know, they can, push-ups can get hard if you haven't done them in a while. So oh, yeah. you just got to start somewhere. Right. You want to find movements that you can perform that are, you know, kind of a struggle, but don't make it too hard because then your form won't be good and you're going to be at risk of hurting yourself. Gotcha. So gotcha. that's what I would say on that. Awesome. Yeah. You're, uh, you're hitting home with a lot of these. I'm sitting here like pulling back on my shoulders right now and stretching my <laughs> arms over my head. So, uh, no, that's good. I mean, mm-hmm. as simple, as simple as it is, it's just something we forget to do. And mm-hmm. if we don't add it in, then it, then it becomes very challenging the first time we have to do it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, so you, so you just kind of got to keep that in your routine. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. All right. Now, um, this one this one kind of came to my head when I first knew we were going to start talking about this. Um, you know, modern, modern bows, they're getting obviously better and easier. But because of that, people are also trying to go heavier and crazier with their bows. You know, um, I'm not a Joe Rogan. I don't shoot 94 pounds or whatever it is that he shoots. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I... I and maybe I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, but just it, do you think there's a point where people are hurting themselves because they're trying to do too much with their bow? You know, trying to shoot too heavy of a poundage. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I practiced in the gym for uh, about four years. I actually moved my office inside of a gym, and so I saw it every day in the gym. You know, it, it's it's we're males. It's ego. Mm-hmm. You know, and honestly we just got to learn to lose the ego and remember why we're doing what we're doing and you know if you're shooting for enjoyment you know you want to be able to pull your bow back a few times without getting winded and strained and yeah i think i mean i think it's a great point you're bringing up because if if we make a movement like pulling a bow back too difficult we're going to compensate and use our body in a way you know where we are going to put ourselves at risk of getting injured and anytime you get tired, I mean, then you may not shoot as accurately. So I think just, yeah, man, uh, having the ability to, to meet the individual to what they need and, uh, you know, talk to the professionals about what, what they really need required for whatever animal they're hunting and how much poundage they really need or even minimal, you know, I mean, uh, and you may not want to go to the most minimal, but, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, Good point, exactly. Like I, I think that that can definitely be something that could could cause problems down the road. And there's really, I mean, in my opinion, there's just there's just no need for it other than it's it's just an ego thing, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. That I have to tell people, you know, people are married to the bench press and mm-hmm. they're beating themselves up. And I'm like, you know what? A push up can be just as good if you're just looking to function in life. Mm-hmm. So, 
that's the name of the game is to be able to continue to do what we want to do as long as we can. Mm-hmm. So, and I've, I've heard so many horror stories of people, you know, trying to pump up that poundage, getting real heavy and they're used to, you know, shooting in their backyard and then they get a cold day where they're wearing a whole bunch of clothes and yeah, their muscles aren't warmed up and that buck of a lifetime walks out and they can't even get their bow drawn because you know, they're just, their poundage is so yep. high. And so I think it's very important that, people find that comfort level and you know like there's a lot of people out there killing whitetails with you know 40 to 45 pounds and all of us are up sitting here trying to shoot 70 and up um, so i think that ego part definitely definitely plays a role absolutely i mean that's as nice as i would say it is just you know drop the ego don't don't worry about it and then yeah to your point i mean whitetails i mean most of the time you're not going to get a big long shot like you would an elk or something like that where you need the poundage so if you're in oklahoma and shooting whitetail deer i mean yeah you can get away with a lot lower poundage and enjoy it a lot more and be able to do it for a lot longer time period mm-hmm. so i think i think you nailed it actually if we're going to talk about injury prevention is, is that's a big piece right there is just keeping a, a poundage that that is you know that you can handle and, and shoot repeatedly mm-hmm so we we've covered a lot, but I don't think we've hit the uh, you know. Let's say somebody does get injured. Let's talk about that for a second. You know, what are what are some steps? You know, if they have a shoulder injury, that they should do to help recover. Yeah, good, good, good question. I think that you know, number one, if if there's pain and it's bothering you, you you really do need to get it checked out. You know, and then don't even be afraid to get two opinions you know i think sometimes uh uh, if you're not sure that you like the first answer don't be afraid to get another opinion and and really there's a lot of good kairos therapists out there now and and, you know maybe try to find find a pt or a kairo that actually does bow hunt and understands the demands of of what bow hunting is and how important it is to you because you know sometimes doctors if they don't understand how important that is to your life they may just say yeah just don't don't pull that bow back anymore and mm-hmm. you know you're going to hurt yourself and man that can be pretty damaging to to someone's psyche you know and 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 all of a sudden you feel broken and depressed that you're never going to be able to do that again and so uh you know the doctor they're just trying to protect you and they're trying to you know just trying to say things that they don't want you to tear a joint or this or that but i think that finding finding like i said a Cairo or a pt that works sports oriented that understands bow hunting and the importance of it to your life i think that'd be the first first step to get someone in your corner to help you that understands you know what it's all about you know it's just anytime i work with an athlete i want to know what the sport is and what's being asked of them what movements they're going to be doing because you know, that's going to dictate the stretches and movements and exercises that I do to help them get better. So I think that's what I would, you know, would try to do is, is ask around and try to find a a healthcare professional that, that would be willing to help them connect those dots of, uh, of shooting a bow and tell them how important that is. Mm -hmm. Cause you, cause you really got to get, get checked out first, uh, foremost, because, you know, pain can be, so many causes and sometimes it's just going to know that that you haven't really damaged yourself or nothing's really that wrong that kind of gives you the green lights to do a lot more and 
maybe more things you can do on your own or find out if it's something that you're going to need a little bit more help with. And, you know, I think guys in general, we're kind of stubborn and we don't want to go get stuff checked out. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to go to the doctor and we don't want them to tell us. But I think sometimes if you just can find the right person that's going to, can guide you and coach you and keep you doing what you want versus get to a point where, you know, you can't do it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, hopefully that's a little bit, that's helpful. Oh yeah. And, you know, just for the listeners, like going to get checked out and, you know, maybe giving up the bow for a year is a whole lot better than trying to push it and maybe having to give up the bow the rest of your life, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And it may not even, it may not even have to be for a year, but yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, for sure. You got, you got to get the pain to calm down and figure out why the pain's there. And then, like I said, just find a healthcare professional that's going to be, it's going to be in your corner to help you help you connect the dots and get things back to doing what you want to do. Because I don't know, maybe to the lay person, they just think every doctor therapist has the same knowledge Mm -hmm. and they do to a degree, but at the same time, I think it's going to be more helpful to find one that, that understands what what you're thinking a little bit more. So, right. Awesome, man. Well, that's been uh, this has been awesome so far. Uh, any any other random crazy thoughts you got in your head before we uh, start closing it down? Man, nothing random or crazy. <laughs> um, no, man. I just I appreciate it. I mean, I love I love what what we can do in Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is becoming a, a great place to hunt, and if we can just continue to to support and do our part uh so we can keep doing this for a long time man that's that's all i would say I, it's, it's my outlet man mm-hmm. <laughs> i yep. need it to be able to get in the woods and uh get away and you know living in the middle of oklahoma city i like oklahoma city but i mean it's 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 fun to obviously get out in the woods and once again i just hope we can stay together and keep preserving things and keep it as long as we can so mm-hmm you know, as I'm kind of getting more and more into this and talking to people from all over the United States, I've I've come to realize how lucky we are that we get more than one buck tag in this state, you know, for archery at least. And so just because you shot a yeah. buck on opening day doesn't mean your season's over. There's a lot of places where if you do that, you're done for a whole year. So, Yeah, and I love the length of our season as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to experience a little bit of early season, October, and we get to cold in November, and then we get to – you know, kind of the post rut activity, and then the winter time, and then in December, and a little bit of January when we start to potentially get some snow on the ground and things like that. So it's 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 fun, you know. It's fun to have such a big season in Oklahoma, and and uh, we'll probably all need to be shooting more does to help out with conservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I need to do do a better job of that, but uh, yeah, I feel blessed to be in Oklahoma. We have a we have a good place to bow hunt. So we do, we do. Well, awesome, Kyle. Um, if you'd like, I'd love to give you an opportunity here to kind of shout out your business. You know, if people have some some aches and pains, how to get a hold of you and that type of thing. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, so, simplest way, uh, I am on Instagram, and I and I try to share share some basic. I mean, I'm kind of all over the place, but <laughs> I try to share some some information here and there. It's just Dr. Kyle Griffith at, at uh, instagram i guess that's my handle at dr kyle griffith and then i also have my clinic on there which is modus performance therapy that's going to be m-o-t-u-s 
uh, performance therapy. And then my main website is just modusperformancetherapy.com. So M-O-T-U-S performancetherapy.com. But that'd be the simplest way people could find me. And man, I'm on there. So, I mean, even if you're on Instagram or Facebook, I'm on Facebook, uh, look me up. If you have any questions about shoulder health or anything, man, I'll do my best to try to help you or get you to someone in your area maybe uh, that can help you. But, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming on. This has been fantastic. And, uh, yeah, go get you another one. And, uh, you know, maybe try to let Craig get one too. So, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he will, I'm sure. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. That's all she wrote this week, folks. I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you, Kyle, for coming on. And I really hope you guys take what Kyle said to heart. You know, we we only get one body. We only get one life. So take care of yourself. Man, get a good little stretching routine going. Maybe get a little workout routine going. And do whatever you can to enjoy this sport as long as humanly possible. So, And, you know, even if you're not a bow hunter and you're listening to this, one, this is just great life advice, but two, I have a feeling you have some kind of other hobby that this affects. And, and you know, even if you're a crossbow hunter or a rifle hunter, muzzleloader, you know, climbing into your stand, um, hanging stands, you know, building blinds, whatever, throughout your life, you're probably doing some moving around. And this is just good life advice in general. So, so like I said, please take what he said to heart. If you're having some problems out there, give Kyle a shout and uh, and see if he can you know get you fixed up. So, thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Like I said, I think things are just going to keep picking up here as we're coming into hunting season. I can't wait to get out there myself and give you guys some content of my own. And um, so yeah, like I said, I'm hopefully going to at least kill some hogs this weekend and uh, get some scouting in. You know, look around, do a little bit of hunting. So that's my plan. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Please get out there and enjoy God's creation, and I will talk to you guys next week.